0: That way it all leads to the same place uh, in this building all doors lead to children's church there you go um, if you're new and you're your kid you can pick up your kid there's this room kind of right behind us if you go through the office or go that way it's kind of you keep going and it'll be you know it's we call it the yellow room and I'll let you figure out why um, and uh, y'all can think about that uh, but that's where your children will be after the service um, I I I Checked. These are my notes. Last week, I left my notes on the copier. Um, I was very diligent. A number of you asked me if I had them. Thank you. It takes the body uh, of Christ to to do this, and I I really appreciate your help. I really do. Um, and uh, so yeah, i we we have the I have the right note. Yeah, Exodus twenty nine. I'm checking it again before I start. Um, Oh man. Okay, so uh, we are looking at uh, we are looking at Exodus, and again, if you if you're new, we we you might be wondering, okay, why are we looking at Exodus twenty nine? Well, we what we do is we we go through the Scripture, and I you don't really cherry pick <laughs> Exodus twenty nine; you do it because it comes next, and and so this is. Um, this is what we do. we believe all scripture is breathed out by God and beneficial and, and we also believe that on every page of the scripture it's really pointing to the good news of jesus christ it 's about his his fulfilling and so when we are looking at this this old testament law we're looking at the consecration, the setting apart of the priests um, it's uh it's important i'm i'm uh, yeah so um we're, we're, we're doing that, we're looking at this, and and the, and the title of this sermon is Consecrated Through Sacrifice for Service. And we're looking at the setting, up, setting apart of, of these priests, of Aaron and his four sons, and then also what is to be done in perpetuity, is, and how these priests are to be set apart and consecrated for this service. So it's a, it's a long text, but again, here we, we do, we, we find, we see very clearly um, this the good news of Jesus Christ, and I, I will show you that as we as we move forward. So let me pray again, and then we 'll read exodus twenty nine Gracious God, we thank you that you you have spoken. Um, through uh, your Spirit, um, as a, as He, as the Spirit led the prophets and apostles to record your Word, we thank you for preserving that Word. And Lord, we thank you just for the, the we see your your attention to detail that you are a, a God who is exact and intentional in all that He does, and that your plan of redemption, your plan of atonement, is exact and intentional. And in, and even as we read this, that at first glance, we realize just how. Um, in control and uh, you are in the way that your people come to you approach you or reconcile to you and we give you thanks for that so Lord uh, help us to see you and to see your glory as we read this and hear your word preached in Jesus name, Amen Now this is what you shall do to them to consecrate them, that they may serve me as priest. Take one bull of the herd and two rams without blemish, and unleavened bread, unleavened cakes mixed with oil, and unleavened wafers smeared with oil, and you shall make them of fine wheat flour. You shall put them in one basket and bring them in the basket, and bring the bull and the two rams. You shall bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting and wash them with water. Then you shall take the garments and put on put on Aaron the coat and the robe of the ephod and the ephod and the breastplate breastpiece and gird them with skillfully woven band of of the ephod and you shall set the turban on his head and put the holy crown on the turban You shall take the anointing oil and pour it on his head and anoint him. You shall bring his sons and put coats on them. And you shall gird Aaron and his sons with sashes and bind caps on them. And the priesthood shall be theirs by a statute forever. Thus you shall ordain Aaron and his sons. Then you shall bring the bull before the tent of meeting, Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the bull, then you shall kill the bull before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and you shall take a part of the bull of the blood of the bull and put it on the horns of the altar with your finger and the rest of the blood you shall pour out on the base of the altar and you shall take all the fat that covers the entrails and the long lobe of the liver and the two kidneys with the fat that is on them and burn them on the altar, but the flesh of the bull and its skin and its and its dung, you shall burn with fire outside of the camp as a sin offering. Then you shall take one of the rams, and Aaron and his son shall lay their hands on the head of the ram, and you shall kill the ram, and shall take its blood and throw it against the sides of the altar. Then you shall cut the ram into pieces, and wash its entrails and its legs, and put them with its pieces in its head, and burn the whole ram on the altar. It is a burnt offering to the Lord, and it is a pleasing aroma, a food offering to the Lord. You shall take the other ram, and Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the ram. And you shall kill the ram, and take part of its blood, and put it on the top of the right ear of Aaron, and on the tips of the right uh, thumbs of their right hand, and on the great toes of their right feet. And throw the rest of the blood against the sides of the altar. And you shall take part of the blood that is on the altar... And of the anointing oil, and sprinkle it on Aaron and his garments, and on his sons and his sons' garments with him. He and his garments shall be holy, and his sons and his sons' garments with him. You shall also take the fat from the ram, and the fat tail, and the fat that covers the entrails, and the long lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys, with the fat that is on them, and with the right thigh, for it is a ram of ordination. And one loaf of bread and one cake of bread made with oil and one wafer out of the basket of unleavened bread that is before the Lord. You shall put all these on the palms of Aaron and the palms of his sons and wave them for a wave offering before the Lord. Then you shall take them from their hands and burn them on the altar of the top of the burnt offering. It is a pleasing aroma before the Lord. It is a food offering to the Lord. You shall take the breast of the ram of Aaron's ordination and wave it for a wave offering before the Lord, and it shall be your portion. And you shall consecrate the breast of the wave offering that is waved and the thigh of the... Priest portion that is contributed from the ram of ordination from what Aaron's and from what from what was Aaron's and his sons, it shall be for Aaron and his sons a perpetual due from the people of Israel, for it is a contribution. It shall be a contribution from the people of Israel from their peace offerings and their contribution to the Lord. The holy garments of Aaron shall be for his sons after him, and they shall be anointed in, in them and ordained in them. The son who succeeds him as priest who comes into the tent of meeting to minister in the holy place shall wear them seven days. You shall take the ram of ordination and boil its flesh in a holy place. And the Aaron and his son shall eat the flesh of the ram, the bread that is in the baskets of the entrance of the tent of meeting. And they shall eat those things with, with which atonement was made at their ordination and consecration. But an outsider shall not eat them because they are holy." And if any of the flesh for the ordination of or the bread remain until morning, then you shall burn the remainder with fire. It shall not be eaten, because it is holy. Thus you, you shall do to Aaron and his sons according to all that I have commanded you. Through seven days you shall ordain them, and every day you shall offer a bull as a sin offering for atonement. Also you shall purify the altar with when you make atonement for it, and shall anoint it to consecrate it. Seven days you shall make atonement for the altar and consecrate it and the altar shall be most holy whatever touches the altar shall become holy now this is what you shall offer on the altar two lambs a year old day by day regularly regularly one lamb you shall offer in the morning and the other lamb you shall offer at twilight and with the first lamb a tenth measure of the fine flour mingled, mingled with a fourth of a hen of beaten oil and a fourth of a hen of wine for a drink offering the other lamb you shall offer at twilight, and you shall offer it with a grain offering and its drink offering as in the morning for a pleasing aroma of food offering to the Lord. It shall be a regular burnt offering throughout your generations at the entrance of the tent of meeting before the Lord, where I will meet with you to speak to you there. There I will meet with the people of Israel, and it shall be sanctified in by my glory. I will consecrate the tent of meeting and the altar. Aaron also and his sons I will consecrate to serve me as priests. I will dwell among the people of Israel and will be their God. And they will know, they shall know, that I am the Lord their God, who brought them out of the land of Egypt, that I might dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God endures forever. Um, As I read this... Passage, you know, we're we're in the summer months, and um, also just you know, in the summer months, um, as in every month really, when you have kids, it's hard to keep everything clean. <laughs> have you noticed that? That really is something we do every day. And you're like, yeah, I mean, we have to clean the dishes. So my di- the dishes get dirty. You know, paper plates are a really good invention. Um, we have to keep washing clothes there's six of us it never stops the um that that laundry basket is never empty maybe for like a few seconds that's only because there's dirty clothes on the floor not in the basket but there's just always there's always something i'm guilty of it too as camille uh you're always trying to keep clean there's so much cleaning there's so much to do with clothes it's true of your car some of you have washed your car and especially in the springtime what's the point right you wash your car, and then there's pollen the next day. You wash your car, and then there's you know someone's doing construction on the road, and there's dust. And some of you live on dirt roads. And I remember like when my parents washing the car, and we lived on a dirt road, and I was going, why? Why do we do that? And why are all of our cars white? I don't understand. But anyway, uh, it's, it's the f- keeping clean. And then and then the summer months, just keeping yourself clean, right? You go out, you work in the yard, you're filthy, you come in, take a shower, you put on the nice clothes, you go outside, and you're sweating again. And it's just constant, constant work to keep clean. And I'm just talking bodily, you know. I'm just talking physically clean. And you just think about washing, washing, washing. When you read this, you realize... That's the theme here. This need for cleansing, for atonement, for purification. And as you, you were pro- if you weren't looking at the text and just le- reading, you, you probably somewhere started going, "How much more is there? How much more atoning? How much more washing and and blood is there? Is there? There's so much. And um and so, but that that's what was needed. That's the point. It's that we would be, that's the big, overwhelmed by just how much atonement and purification, cleansing is needed for these men to serve as priests. And so I want to, the three points are these. First, I want us to see the necessity of washing. Secondly, the abundance of sacrifice. And then thirdly, I want to end with uh, the creation of a kingdom of priests. Um... First necessity of washing. I want you to notice at the very beginning. You know, there's all this blood and there's all this anointing of with oil and, and blood and blood sacrifices. But f- before that ever happens, before the you know, in chapter 28 we looked at these clothes, the clothes of the priests and what they represent. That they're they're just beautifully made with rare materials and, and these dyed uh, dyed linen and, and 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 precious jewels and gold and all this represents the glory of God. The glory of his people as as, as as they go before the Lord on on the, on their behalf, but before these garments, these beautiful garments that represented uh, the perfected Israel, before they can be adorned or put on, these men have to be washed and that 's important this happens before anything else happens, right? Take Aaron, take his sons, and I, and here's what you need. He gives them the, the kind of the grocery list. This is how many, you need one bull, two rams, these three types of cakes, and for for an offering. But then get them, and it says, wash them with water at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and then you shall put on their priestly garments. Now, if you notice in the putting on uh, the uh, The uh, the linen uh, undergarment isn't listed, so we're assuming they're wearing that while they're being washed. Just that's that's I'm pretty sure that's what's happening here. Uh, Again, because the again we looked at last week that the whole man is to be covered as they enter into this holy place. That they're representing God's people. But what is why is this washing there? Why does he do that? Well. The offerings that are given in just a little bit, in a few ver- a few verses here, um, they're not for Aaron and his sons as persons, but it's the the, the sacrifices are for them as priests. That is, as as the role as the function of priests, they need these atonement and, 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 and purification but before they are ever robed and adorned in this, in this priestly clothing they as men, they as fallen people need cleansing and that's what's being communicated that they are unclean in and of themselves and need to be washed in the courtyard of the tabernacle before they can even begin to come into the service as priests these garments cannot be put on those that are unclean. What they're going through is the same thing. Like if you had touched an animal, uh, an unclean, a dead animal, or if you had, if you were a leper, there was these cleansing, washing rituals. And here, are these priests, the, the brother of Moses, these and his and his four oldest sons, you know, pretty well-to-do, uh, close to the, the 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 leader of Israel, and they are because you know as we see this because of this requirement they are unclean in and of themselves and so they require a cleansing of the whole body so that they may become representatives of Israel and may become a type of Christ that was personally without spot without sin these men were not there because they were qualified. (laughs) They were not there because they were better. They were not there because they were in and of themselves worthy. But they needed to be cleansed. They point, as we shall see and as we talked about, to the one who is spotless and unclean. They need cleansing. They need washing to enter into service. The second thing I want you to see is the abundance of sacrifice. And this is where we're going to spend most of our time. There's a lot there's a lot here. And just think about it, just how much blood is in this text. There are not just one animal, but three animals offered. There's not just one day, it's 7 days. And and the, and then it even gets to the the pra- ongoing practice of the priests of the lamb sacrifice, and it's not just it's just for this time only, but there's sacrifices given in perpetuity for every day, twice a day. So much is being done, so much sacrifice, so much blood atonement. Well, there's three types of, of offerings that are offered, and we looked at them briefly uh, a few weeks ago. But they, are, they come into play in this ordination, consecration, setting apart of Aaron and his sons. There's first, there's a sin offering. Second, there's a burnt offering. And then thirdly, there's a, a fellowship or peace offering. And I don't want to get into all the details, but I want you to note some things that all three of these have in common. First of all, with each one of these, they are called to lay their hands on the head of the animal. And they're not praying over him. They know the fate of this animal. What they're doing is what this, what this symbolizes is a transference, a transference of of uncleanness and of guilt of sin. That each time these priests lay their hand on this animal, what happens to this animal? In various ways, it's what it's it's killed. And what they're saying in each of these each of these sacrifices is, my sin, my uncleanness deserves what this animal is about to get. All three, and that's a, again three and seven in the scriptures are numbers for what for completion for wholeness. Three times they have to go. Not only have I been washed, but I need blood, so I need atonement, I need atonement, I need atonement. Three times they do this. That's the consistent thing we see. But there are also these, these offerings are, are, are slightly different and communicate slightly different things. Well, what, what do these priests need? What in, in their, again, in their priesthood, what do they need? They need to be atoned for, they need to be purified, they need to be set apart. But this first one, this sin offering, is saying what? Again, it's saying, I need atonement, I need purification. But also note what happens to the rest of the animal. It's burned outside the camp. You know, we read these parts that are put on the, um, on the altar, and it's probably not what you're putting on your grill, Maybe so. That's okay. You know, we're in the South. There are people. You know, maybe some people from Arkansas and Louisiana in here. I don't know. Anyway, um, that was bad. I'm sorry. I was just. That's not in my notes. I just that was. Hey, I'm from Mississippi. So yeah. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Uh, that's why I didn't say Mississippi. That's usually the joke for Alabama. You know, uh, but but there's some weird stuff. But really. Uh, when we think we see the fat that covers the entrails we're not thinking mmm yum but what but as I read in the, our comment, the commentaries really what's being described it's not so much what we call the fat but just like the the, lean, the, the really good parts the, the loins like y'all have ever smoked some deer loin or on the grill or pork loin that, that it's the it's not the fat necessarily it's like the choicest parts in this culture were put on the fire it's not just the gross stuff but actually, it's the choicest parts of the animal were devoted to God, which makes more sense, doesn't it? <laughs> if you give yes. God, you wouldn't give Him what you what's in the bucket. After you give Him, <laughs> you know anybody's done deer hunting. You know what's in the bucket. It's not good anyway. But what's in the bucket and the rest of the animal is done. What? It's burned outside the camp. And this is saying that. Again, atonement, there's blood put on the, on the horns of the altar, at the base of the altar, but it's saying that my sin deserves rejection, my sin deserves death, my sin deserves to be, you know, to be outside the camp, put, put away, no longer part of the, of the household of Israel. That's what it deserves lepers were sent outside the camp, according to Leviticus 13. If you, were, if you were a blasphemer, if you used the name of the Lord in vain, you were executed outside the camp, according to Leviticus 24. And if you read Hebrews, Hebrews 13 talks about Jesus Christ becoming sin, taking on this, this figure of the burnt offering, of the sin offering, and being He is put on the cross outside the walls of Jerusalem. So they need atonement and they're, they're acknowledging that their sin, their unholiness, their impure nature deserves rejection and death. But by, through the blood, through the transference of that guilt, they are, they're, they're, they're symbolically atoned for. Next we have the burnt offering, which is a ram. Again, this idea of transference. Again, there's this idea of I need atonement, I need purification. And note this time that also the blood isn't just put on just certain parts, but dumped all over the altar. At this point, you can't even see the bronze. You can't even see the the beauty of it. It's just covered in blood. And in this case, the whole animal, the whole thing, except for the stuff in the bucket is put on the altar. And this not only demonstrates the need for atonement, but it demonstrates a complete devotion. I'm giving my the whole sacrifice. All that I bring is all for you. And it talks about it being a pleasing aroma. You know what that means? That's from God's perspective. It doesn't mean that, oh, it's good smelling barbecue. What kind, of, what kind of wood do they use? It's not that. It's, it was a sacrifice that God was satisfied with. God was pleased with the aroma. God was pleased with this symbolic sacrifice. God accepts it is what it means. So they give this whole offering as an acceptable uh, sacrifice to God. And then thirdly, we have this strange offering with all these different things going on. This fellowship offering, this peace offering, this wave offering. It's called different things in different places in the Scripture. But this third animal, again, their hands are laid on it. But really, what what this, this sacrifice points out, it points to the peace and fellowship that comes through purification. that comes through atonement. And this, is, this one, the blood is put on them. The blood is put on their ear and on their thumb and on their toe all on the right side. And that, again, what do we... Again, it's, this, is, this is strange. What does that mean? Well, it, again, throughout Scripture it was the right arm, the right side of someone that demonstrated the power and the might. Where does Jesus sit? On the right hand of the Father. And it's saying all the... All the strength and all the the, the 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 might and the and the the power and the standing and the authority of this priest is now been sanctified in service for God, and then more blood more blood on the altar, and then the blood is spattered on these nice, beautiful clothes. <laughs> How many moms went ooh is that linen Is that going to come out? I imagine that. Some, of these, some parts are white. The ephod is blue and, and red and maybe it didn't show. But I think in forever as they put on these clothes, that blood of their consecration, of their ordination is present and seen. And now blood is splattered on them, is spattered on them. The blood now covers all aspects of the scene. It's, it's on the altar, it, it's, on, it's in the, the sacrifice and it's on the altar and it's on the priest's. And then it says that in verses 22-23, that this ram of consecration, that as they wave this offering, what's going to happen in the future is that they'll keep this, this one thigh and the breast of the, of the ram and these types of fellowship offerings and they'll be what, how God provides for the priests. For that's, that will be their portion. That's what They don't have their own... The priests aren't raising flocks and stuff. They, they are doing this work every day. How are they going to eat and feed their families? Well, this is it. But in this case, the priest actually gives part of their portion to the Lord. They give that wave, that first thing they wave is the, that, that leg and that goes on the altar. So now the priests have opportunity themselves as they enter into the service. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm offering something that will be mine forever, but I'm acknowledging that it comes from you. Again, there's just... And, and, and then they do what? Then they take... That part of that sacrifice is third one, and they eat it together with the bread and what that does is just as like we saw a few weeks ago is the seventy elders were on Mount Sinai and they, they eat after the formation of this covenant. Now what this is is saying it 's it's, it's done we 're going to eat this meal we 're going to eat. A portion of the sacrifice. And now we know that we are now priests in fellowship and communion with God. That this, it really has, this, this sacrifice is a pleasing aroma to God. And we really are set apart. And God really has invested us with this, with this duty. They had a meal to satisfy, to, to celebrate The ratification of their of their ordination to demonstrate that this covenant is binding. And then they do it for seven more days, for six more days. So much, so much. And we don't know if that was all three were done each day, but at least the sin offering, at least the bull, it says it very clearly that the bull was made, was offered. And then it goes on to say that the altar was again was purified and then it was through the the other two sacrifices the the two rams that the blood was put on the altar so it you could read it as all you had three sacrifices 7 days in a row and they went through this again and again and again and again before they so that they, they and the people of God would understand. They really, We really are set apart. There really is, the sy- symbolic, in a symbolic way, atonement for sin. There really is cleansing for sin. We really are set apart for the duty to represent God's people to Him in the tabernacle. There's assurance through the repetition. There's assurance through this abundant sacrifice... That they really are set apart, and there really is such a thing of a sacrifice that turns away wrath. You read that, and you might think, "How did these? How do you think these priests felt after the seventh day?" Worn out, exhausted. We go. Do they thinking? Are you sure? can I? Do I want to do this? I've had Moses, that Uncle Moses, splatter blood on me multiple days now. I don't think they were exhausted. I don't think they were angry. I think they were encouraged, and that. Maybe day 1 they were thinking, I don't know. Am I really am I really okay to do this? Day 2, let me less so. But by day 7, <laughs> they're going There's abu- there's abundance, there's an abundant sacrifice. And I I I'm 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 called to do this. God has made me holy. Holy, holy, holy three times a day for 7 days. And some commentators look at this as, you know, why It's like this idea of recreation, of a new creation. Here, these guys go through this process of, of atonement, 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 seven days in a row to know and feel. And for the people of God who see this, they're going, you know, Aaron's a pretty good guy, right? You know? He needs this much blood to be set apart. It's an encouragement, but it also demonstrates how far away they are from the holiness of God. How much atonement is needed. Why does all this happen? What's the point? And we see that at the end. We see that at the end of the passage. He says what? He says, at the very end, he does this what? So that God can meet with his people at the tent. Again... I, I don't think this was just this wore down the, 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 the priest, that wore down these five guys. I don't think they were, I think they were encouraged. And I also think it was a great encouragement to the people of God because all this was done, all this was done. You go, why Why all this roll? Why all this stuff? But, but again, look, he's making a way. He's showing there will be, there is a way to come to me. There is a way to draw near to me. There's a way for me to draw near to you. What I want, what Yahweh wants, is to what? To meet with His people, to dwell with His people, and He he wants them to know him. All this sacrifice, all this shedding of blood, is so he could we could be with him and he could be with us, his people. And that brings us to this final point. This all it's done because God loves His people and wants to make a way. And again, we know, we've seen this again and again as we've looked at this and we've said it. This, the blood of rams and bulls and goats does not satisfy God's justice. And it, all it does is point to the true sacrifice. To the, the better sacrifice. To the better altar. To the better priest. To Jesus Christ. The better sacrifice is His self, His own body, His own blood. The better altar is the cross outside of the, of, the, um, of, the, of the city, outside the walls. The better priest is Jesus who rose again, who now intercedes for us. We have in Christ, we have... True atonement. And also in Christ, Moses and Aaron and his sons and the people of Israel have true atonement. Their faith point looked forward to what God would do. These sacrifices looked forward to the, to the real atonement. And now in our faith we look back to the atonement that was accomplished, the real um, propitiation, the, the atonement, the sacrifice that turns away God's wrath. It has come. It's real. And because of that, because we have a a better sacrifice and a better altar, we should see ourselves as we look at Aaron and his sons. What's been the goal? What has God wanted to wanted to bring about since since he brought Israel? His his goal has been what? That Israel themselves, his people as a whole, would be a kingdom of priests. We see that in Exodus nineteen, five through six. It says, Now therefore, if you indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. That's the big plan. That's the big picture for Yahweh. That's His plan for His people. And this is a means of fulfilling that plan. Because we have the better high priest. Because we have Jesus Christ who has come with a better sacrifice. Paul can say to us in Romans twelve one through 2 I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect. And the application of this text, you're going, how could there be application to us through this text? Here's what I think it is. If we go, yeah, Aaron Aaron and, and his sons are qualified to be priests for God because of the abundance of atoning sacrifice, how much more abundant, how much more complete and full is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for you and me? And do you see yourself as a cleansed, purified, atoned-for priest in service of Yahweh. That's what I am. Not by virtue of being ordained as a preacher, but by virtue of being washed in the blood of the Lamb through faith in Him. That's what you are. There's a priesthood of believers. We are all called to serve Him. Because His, we can live and present our bodies as a sacrifice, just as the priests devoted themselves to holy service. Because we have been, there's real atonement and real peace with God. 1 Peter 2, 9-10 through 10 says this. It says, but you are a chosen race. He's talking to Jews and Gentiles here. He's talking to all the church. He takes this idea from Exodus 19 and expands it through the lens of Jesus. He goes, you are a chosen race, the church, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His, that's Yahweh, God's own possession. What? Why? That you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. When, I, when we look at this text and look at what this cleansing and this, and this duty that was given to these men, we realize now that through Christ He, had, he satisfies that. He, he fulfills it in a greater way and now shares in that, that ministry. He, he equips us through His cleansing, through, through this sanctifying work of Christ. We are now, finally, as God's people, equipped and set apart for priestly service. And what is that priestly service? It is to proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Does that mean that we're all preachers? Does that mean that we're all called to lead Bible studies? Does that mean that you're supposed to stand on the street corner and preach? No. It means that what? What? You tell people about the true fact that once you were not a part of God's people, but now that you are. That once you had not received mercy, but now you have. And you do that in your household. You do that with your kids. You do that with your co-worker. It's not not what I'm doing. I am doing it, but it doesn't have to look like this. But we all have been washed and purified. Not symbolically, but really, truly. We've all... we have. There's been a, abundant sacrifice. Not just a lot, but enough. Because Jesus is our sacrifice. In Him, the sin offering, the burnt offering, the fellowship offering are all fulfilled. And because He is the great high priest, we can serve as priests in this world. Serve magnifying Him, making Him known. I encourage you to do that and, and realize and I realize what keeps us from doing that, what, what holds us back is often I'm not qualified. I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. I still struggle with sin. Aaron's about to sin big, y'all. <laughs> Just in just a few chapters, we're going to see Aaron mess up big time. He was not cast out. He kept working and kept serving and learned and served as a priest, the high priest of God's people. The priesthood of believers doesn't mean, it's not just for the people that get it all, that all have it all together. That does not exist. It's not that you and I, it's not that I stand here because I'm so good and I know so much can't even remember my notes half the time. I mean, seriously, right? But why do we... How is it we get to do this? Because of the abundant and sufficient sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We are priests in His service. Praise be to God. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank You for this, Your Word. Equip us, give us confidence in the sufficiency of your sacrifice that there is not just symbolic atonement, but real atonement and real peace. And as we gather at this table, help us to remember that this is a... Serve to remind us that this covenant, this new covenant and the blood of the Lamb has been ratified, that we really are in your service. Not because we're so good, but because you're so gracious. In the same way that Aaron and his sons were not, they weren't so good, but you're so gracious and you make a way. Help us to go out from here in confidence and make your mercies known in whatever way you give us. Help us to to, to be able to give account of the hope we have within you. Give us these words and give us confidence, not in ourselves, but in you. The the better sacrifice, who was offered up on the better altar, who's the better, the best, the greatest priest. We give you thanks. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This meal, this Lord's Supper, this communion, is, we do this every week here. It's how we end our time. Um, it's again, like I said, as we, if we've looked at Exodus we've, and we've seen these meals of consecration, we realize that this adds to just the understanding of what this symbolizes, right? That it's an outward sign of an inward spiritual reality, and it's an outward sign that, that you have a place at God's table, that His work, His Finished work of redemption is 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 for you. And you don't bring anything with you. You know, we didn't ask you to bring your own bread and your own uh, juice. (laughs) It's here. Nothing in my hands we in our hands we bring simply to a cross we clean. Come and 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 take of this and know that his 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 death, his 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 blood was was shed for you. That that your sins have been transferred upon him and his righteousness, his, his perfection, his purity is now um, credited to you. Christian, come and, and take. We invite you to do this for your strength, to strengthen your faith and, to, and receive God's grace for the, the, the hard things we face. As we said, this, is, this isn't a, a make-believe kind of thing. This isn't a, an opportunity to kind of escape from reality, but to be kind of shaken and, and re- reminded what's real, <clears throat> this is real. What Christ has done is real is real as the circumstances and the struggles we face. more so. If you are not sure where you stand with the Lord, if you're not a member of a gospel-believing gospel preaching church, we ask you to, to refrain. Um, to take time to consider this good news to after the service to come talk to me or one of our elders our elders will be serving the meal Um, if you sit on this back section here you're going to go to the table back there if you're on this section you'll go to that table Uh, and then if you're up front you'll come here but take this time if you're not you don't know if you're in Christ if you're not have not joined a church take time to Think about this wonderful offer, this abundant sacrifice for sins of his his people. Uh, So I invite now uh, brothers and sisters in Christ to come and partake. night in which our lord jesus was betrayed he dined with his disciples and he took bread and after giving thanks he, he he took it and he broke it and gave it to them and said this is my body which is for you take and eat do this in remembrance of me In the same way, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink from it, all of you. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that you have um, given us this meal, and that we can, through your blessing, set aside these, these common elements for this holy use we thank you that, for what it, 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 it reminds us of, um, that we are yours and you are ours. All the blood and all the sacrifice was to one end, that you could be with us, that we, you could dwell with us, and we could know you. We thank you that you, Lord Jesus Christ, the full revelation of God, you have accomplished this, and we have a seat at the table. We are your kingdom of priests. Thank you for making it so. Thank you for being with us. Help, us. help us to endure in this coming week. Meet us in all our struggles and trials. And give us great assurance that you are with us in all these things. Our great high priest, our king, we give you thanks. Amen. Would you stand now? And we will sing very appropriately um, to conclude our service. What wondrous love is this? Hymn 177. Let's stand. blessing of the Lord. May the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. For He who calls you is faithful, and He will surely do it. Amen.